Hello and welcome. You're streaming another stellar episode of Mac Watson Talks, voted best podcast of 2022 by the readers of Phoenix Magazine. On this episode, Pence and Trump in Arizona stumping for two different candidates. Let the sparks fly. Also, it's so hot in Arizona that a UPS driver was caught on camera in Scottsdale passing out after making a delivery. And a man says he tried to kill another man and shame made him confess. All this and a whole lot more, so let's get started. This is episode 209. Okay, Cricket, where do you want to start? The heat or Donald Trump and Mike Pence? Oh my gosh, the heat is like every day killing me. What's going on with the heat? Well, there was a UPS driver who actually was uh, in in a shocking display of, of, I guess, what you would call uh, heat-related stress. An Arizona UPS driver collapsed on a doorstep while delivering a package as the searing heat continues to ravage much of the United States, including Phoenix. I've always wondered about UPS trucks. I mean, do they have air conditioning? And if they do, why do they ride around with their doors open? Yeah, probably not. Probably they don't have air conditioning, so that's why they run around with their uh, their doors open all the mm-hmm. time. But what's also unbelievable is that heat-related deaths in Phoenix have quadrupled in three years due to rising temperatures. I do think, you know, I and mean, we're not there this summer, but it, se- it does seem like it was getting hotter and hotter. And, and we were getting less rain. So then it it felt, you know, like... You know, it feels hotter when there's not as much humidity. Right? I mean, that's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the yeah. humidity makes it feel muggy, but then when you never have any humidity, it's just like everything's drying out and yeah. everything. You know, right? A Phoenix UPS delivery man was filmed collapsing with heat exhaustion on a doorbell camera oh, as heat deaths in the Arizona city can't do anything privately anymore because of doorbell cameras. <laughs> more than quadrupled <laughs> in three years. In the video, the unnamed driver, dressed in a UPS uniform of dark brown shorts and a short sleeve shirt, enters the shaded area in the Scottsdale portico of Brian Enriquez, dragging his feet with a padded envelope in his hand. As he gets to the door, he bends down to place the package on the ground and then withers to the ground. The messenger sits for a moment with his legs splayed out in front of him, unable to pick up his head. After a couple of beats, the driver is able to rise to his feet and ring the front doorbell, then amble off unsteadily out of the frame. Enriquez said, I called the police because I was concerned for the fact that he was stumbling to my door. Had I gotten to my phone sooner, I could have talked to, th- I could have talked to him through my ring phone or my ring uh, doorbell, but he had already left the property at that point. The homeowner called the police to see if they could help. UPS later confirmed the driver had not been seriously injured and recovered from his fall. But I mean, how, how it bad is fall. that? It was, he, had, he, he collapsed from heat. Well, he fell. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't yeah. like he just like, oh, I just tripped over the porch. I mean, he was like exhausted and probably dehydrated. And, right. Yeah. Right. That's the one thing that I'll, I'll never forget about uh, Arizona. My first, I guess my first couple of months in Arizona, I, I got there in September and it was still warm. Oh, it was yeah. still really warm. Yeah. And I was coming off the East Coast that I would get really dizzy and lightheaded because of the heat. And because of uh, I wasn't hydrated enough. Yeah, and you know when we had once we had kids, I insisted that every time we left the house, everybody had to have a water bottle with them, and not just like a you know one use water bottle, like you know like a plastic like water a plastic, bottle. Yeah. Like everybody had double in- walled insulated water bottles that we put ice and water in, and they took them with them. And then if you left them in the car when you came back out, they were still cold inside. 
but you that we always had water with us because I had seen early on with the kids that when they start when they were dehydrated like they would be, be like complaining about headaches and they would be really lethargic and and it was and I needed to get them water and I'm like I can't just keep stopping and buying water at like circle k's like right, this isn't yeah. working for me yeah that makes a lot of sense and i'm glad you started doing that because we st- we all started doing that we really. all did we all always I mean, even now we all have water bottles that yeah. we take with us everywhere right and i'm still i still feel dehydrated in some sense because uh even though we don't live in in such a hot area it's like ho- phoenix but it's hot here this summer but it too. is hot here and it's yeah. muggy yeah that's true the thermometer in Maricopa County has been stuck in the triple digits all this month, with the mercury reaching a high of 115 degrees on July 11th. Boy, I, I don't miss that. You know, one time, one time at night, I was I was just looking at the weather forecast for us. But you know, on your iPhone, you can add all these different places you want to see weather for, right? And it was it was like midnight, and I was looking at the next day's forecast for where we were, and I happened to notice that at midnight. That the temperature in Phoenix was still 92 degrees. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to... And I was like, yeah, don't <clears throat> miss that. <laughs> I know. And nighttime lows linger around a balmy 88 degrees, they mm-hmm. say on average. And that's the difference. You never cool off. And if you never cool off, that that can provide heat stroke. Right, yeah. Okay. And, and just the fact that you're riding around in a UPS truck with no air conditioning with your doors open... You know, having your doors open isn't really providing enough cool air to cool your body, and your body's going to overheat. Heat-associated deaths in Maricopa County, Arizona's largest county, have hit a half-year record with 17 such fatalities reported through the first week of July. That's crazy. And another 126 under investigation. The city's director of heat mitigation, Dan Hondala, said most years Phoenix has had the highest per capita rate of heat-associated deaths in the country, a standing we'd like to change. Yeah, I mean, because really, let Death Valley have that one, right? Yeah, really. I mean, but there's not as many people in Death Valley, so. That's true. (laughs) The higher numbers come as more homeless people live unprotected outdoors in the arid desert city. It is true that they they have those high rates, but when you start breaking them down and looking at them, they're usually homeless people, elderly people living alone who had their utilities turned off. So, yeah, I mean, or or they choose not to turn them on because they're afraid they can't pay their bill. Or for a lot of people in Maricopa County, they... They pay as you go on utilities, and when you run out, you have to go down and sort of reload. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like you reload for, so they keep your utilities on. Oh, okay. Um, and that, and and so that might sound to a lot of people like, "What? I've never heard of that." But it is a thing, and it is, and you'll see it in certain, particularly in certain grocery stores where you can reload your, and I, and I just wish I could think of the name, but it's so that you can keep your utilities on and you just pay as you go. Yeah. And once you run out, your meter goes off and it's not like they're turning off your electricity. It's just, it's almost like having a preloaded phone card, you know, or whatever. Right. And that is true for, you know, for a good part of the population in Maricopa County that, that they have utilities set up that way instead of what you and I might expect as just regular middle class. We had our ours where we paid the flat rate all year round. So we paid the same in the winter as the summer. Right. But that meant we didn't have the seven hundred dollars in the summer and then the the hundred and twenty fives in the winter. You know, we paid two hundred and fifty all year round or whatever. So Yeah. And that seemed to work out a lot better for us. But but you know, for a lot of people they don't have that luxury and they're and they're on the pay plans and they have to go and reload it so they get their air conditioning back on. Right. 
Right. And when I when I would hear people say it at first, I was like, what are they talking about? So I finally went and looked it up, and then I realized, oh, my gosh, they're talking about their utilities. They're talking about the ability to have your refrigerator run, your air conditioner run. You know, yeah. it's crazy. How many people do you think currently sleep in tents in downtown Phoenix? Thousands. Yeah, yeah, more than a thousand. Yeah, more than a thousand unhoused people currently sleep in tents in downtown Phoenix. In addition to the hundreds who fill the emergency sh- emergency shelters nearby. And then you have to think about people that are living in their cars because there are right. a lot of people there, and th- those people are, oftentimes are uncounted. Yeah, that's true, too. The United States is bracing itself for yet another heat wave with more than 100 million Americans under severe weather warnings as temperatures are expected to soar to 113 degrees Fahrenheit in parts of Texas and Oklahoma. That's pretty hot. Mm -hmm. I used to live in Texas. That's pretty hot for those two areas. May not sound hot. I mean, that still sounds hot for Phoenix, but it's it's different because you're in more of a... You're in more of a humidity uh, and you know, situation and last in Texas. Year, Phoenix had a pretty good monsoon year, but this year they've been pretty dry so far. That's right. So That's right. Also in the news this week, can you believe it? Mike Pence and Donald Trump are going at each other. Well, of course they are, because the January 6th hearings are going on and on. And as more and more stuff comes out, it becomes incredibly clear in, in, uh, in a shocking way how close... Um, Pence was to being harmed by right. the the insurrectionist, and and it's also becoming very clear that Trump knew the violence, was encouraging the violence, and didn't do anything, and then refused to, stop it. to do anything to stop it, and wanted to actually be in the middle of it himself. He wished he was down there, somehow thinking he'd be in, like people would be doing he'd stuff be around him, them? but that nobody would actually touch him. And he ha- and that's that that narcissistic viewpoint of like I could lead the insurrectionists and not be harmed myself. It's right. ridiculous. It is. Because the, there's law enforcement that are pushing you back. So, you know, they're going to use, you know, stun, you know, um tasers and and perhaps, you know, tear gas and the, he's he's just his he has no idea what would happen if he got into the middle of it and then the secret services come under fire as well oh yeah absolutely but this time they're bringing the battle to arizona former vice president mike pence becoming increasingly brazen in his willingness to counter former president donald trump the two held dueling rallies in arizona on friday as they stumped for rival candidates who offer dramatically different visions of the Republican Party in a critical battleground state. Days later, they will once again cross paths as they deliver major speeches on the same day in Washington, D.C. You know, who was Pence stumping for? That's what I'm curious about. Did you did it say in the article you were reading? I'm assuming Trump was there um, stumping for... He's, he's endorsing Karen Taylor Robson. Right. In the, in the Arizona Republican gubernatorial primary, putting himself up against Trump, who's endorsed oh, Carrie Lake. Oh, oh I, I, okay. I thought you were saying that Pence was. I was like, no, because Trump is, is stumping for Carrie Lake, that's isn't right. he? Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. that's right. Which, again, Carrie Lake, I mean... A former newscaster who has embraced Trump's election I, lies. I read the most in, the most interesting article about her, how she'd agreed to do this article for Phoenix Magazine and then eventually backed out of it, and they decided to go forward anyways, talking to like her former um, co-workers at yeah. the, the news station and stuff, and people talking about, like, we don't even know this person. Like, she just... Oh, she, yeah, she's she just totally this, different. This complete about face where at one point she was, like, proud Obama supporter, 
like very much about that kind of hope and change, very much, I wouldn't even necessarily say liberal, but a moderate conservative with really women's rights and all those things look in her in her sights. And then suddenly this about face into into this, you know, 1950s sort of, right. um, you know, ideology. Right. That really is not who we thought Carrie Lake was. No, she wasn't. I mean, when I knew her, she she wasn't uh I wouldn't say she was overtly political, but she was she was not the firebrand she is now. And, and and she worked for Fox News and for her to be really open openly embracing the Obama election and Obama being right, elected right. was unusual because of course Fox that Fox was News. not really their favorite that was not their candidate and 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 but but she kept her job. It wasn't it wasn't something that they were like, oh, you can't keep your job if you don't, you know, drink the Kool-Aid. But that she had really embraced Obama. And so this about face, it feels like, do we know who she is or does she just saying what she thinks will get her elected, what she thinks people want to hear? And is that really the kind of person you want in office? Right, exactly. Or do you want somebody who knows how to kind of have an idea? Not that you can't change, because certainly the things I believed in when I was 20 are different than the things I believe in now. But I'd like to think that that was a much more gradual change than what we saw with her. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a number. It was a matter of years with Carrie Lake, Mm -hmm. a a short amount of years, too. It wasn't it wasn't like a decades long process. So Trump and Pence will again cross paths next week as the former president returns to the nation's capital for the first time since leaving the White House. You want to hear something really weird? I saw this on Twitter. I don't know if it's true. But Robson, mm-hmm. who's who's very rich, they say took a plane from Scottsdale Airport to Glendale Airport to go to a rally in Peoria. Well, I mean, you can do she was too you, good for the 101. You can do whatever you want with your money. And I would say if you could avoid the 101 during rush hour, like, do it. Oh, come on. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, people will say all kind. Of, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't so matter what to you. But a, a helicopter, would you have been mad? No, but you're mad because well, it's an airplane? I mean. I, well, it's a private jet. It's a private jet taking he, off from Scottsdale people, to Glendale. Because people do that all the time from Sky Harbor. They take helicopters. You know, like like private people do. Right. So that they don't have to be in traffic. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was weird that this woman of the people, quote unquote, is taking a jet from Scottsdale to Glendale because she's too good for the 101. So I just thought that was kind of weird. Right. If the story's true. If, if it's, it's true. Yeah. You know, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But does it change? I mean, does it change what her ideal? I mean, just... People are rich. They do rich people things. That's and, true. And and everybody who's running for government for a government position usually has some is a person of means. That's you, true. Yes, you do, you have to be connected to raise enough money to do, to run a campaign and to finance a campaign. And so, you know, if we're acting shocked that rich people are living like rich people, I don't know. I, that just doesn't seem like it seems like a non-story to me. A non-story. That's a non-starter for you. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't it starts really a lot to of me. stuff for me. It kicks up a lot of shit for me. I'll what, tell you. what if you lived? What if you lived in in Queen Creek and you had to be in Surprise? I mean, would you be mad about that? Because that's like an hour and fifteen minute drive. Sometimes. That's true too. <laughs> Take off from Mesa Gateway and and land in uh, land in Glendale, at the Glendale yeah. Airport. Yeah, I mean, then you wouldn't probably be. You'd be like, oh yeah, that totally is understandable. <laughs> yeah. 
Also in the news, a sad story that could have gotten a lot worse, but thank goodness it's not. The Mesa police are investigating a newborn baby that was found in East Mesa on Friday morning. A woman called police after she found the baby at her doorstep near Wrecker and McKellops Road. She told authorities she heard her doorbell ring, and when she opened her door, there was a baby. But she didn't have a ring doorbell, so we have no idea what happened. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Did you think that after the UPS driver story? Yes. You were like, yes. this is a time when a you... But nobody's going to leave a baby on the doorstep of somebody with a ring doorbell. No, that's true. <laughs> the baby was found wrapped in a blanket and it did not appear more than a day old, according to Mesa police. It was taken to the hospital and appears to be in good condition. No other details on who left the child have been released as police continue their investigation. But you know, one guy was, was in an office plaza just several yards away across the street. He says it's just horrific. It's terrible, especially in this heat. It magnifies it even more. Yes, it is. All of those things. But what I don't understand is that Arizona is a safe harbor state, which means when a baby is, what, zero to three days old, five days old, something, you can leave the baby with no questions asked, no identity, anything at a fire station, a hospital, whatever, whatever, all these places. But I do think that that seems really uh, overwhelming for someone who maybe is afraid of being caught because they are involved with, you know, some kind of criminal activity or perhaps they are addicted to drugs. And they probably knew that this person was home. It was I'm assuming it was in some sort of apartment complex, maybe. Or Yeah. And so they knew this person was home and they were like, that's a good person. She'll take care of the baby. She'll know what to do with it. And it, and it felt like a good choice because... Even if it wasn't this heat, they rang the doorbell. The woman was there. So I right. feel like no harm, no foul there. And DCS came in and, and took um, custody of the baby, put it into into the, you know, out-of-home placement, foster care. So, I mean, the baby is, it'd be nice to have some history, but if it's less than a day old, it, it would have fallen under the Safe Harbor Act anyways, where the mom wouldn't have had to give any information. Yeah, and that's what people are saying, too, that they don't understand why the baby wasn't left at a fire station less than half a mile away. But again, remember, that's really scary for somebody who maybe is undocumented, involved in some kind of, you know, criminal activity, or maybe even activity that they don't want to be a part of, but they find themselves a part of. You right. know, a perfect, per, like a perfect example of that is someone who's being trafficked, like... Or who's, but again, who maybe isn't here legally, they don't feel like they get the same protections and they're not going to go to a fire station. <laughs> I just looked it up. The Arizona Safe Haven Law allows for a baby less than 30 days old. Oh, so 30 days. See, they have a, that's a long time. So, to be dropped off anonymously. But but still, that's you have to understand that that, that law was passed by people who are, think things happen in neat packages and, and precise sort of orderly manners. And if you've never lived sort of on the edge of life where you are not documented, where you maybe live with someone who is involved in dealing drugs or something, even if you yourself aren't, you know that you're a marked person by law enforcement and you're not probably going to go to any of those safe harbor places. One neighbor said it's fortunate that someone was even home as most people in the retirement community are gone for the summer. Somebody so, was watching. So, so maybe. maybe I, you're I think right. the person was watching. They knew that person was home and they were like, That's, that person seems like a nice person and I'm going to leave the baby there. Let's let's hope that's what happened, yeah. Yeah. That's just some of the news this week. Thanks, Cricket. Thank you, Mac. Mac Watson Talks, award-winning, Best of the Valley 2022. Are you getting our bonus episodes, or are you just getting the episodes that you're listening to right now on your favorite podcast platforms? If you're not getting bonus material every week, you need to go to patreon.com slash Talks to get all the 
greatest, latest on what's happening with the Watsons, our crazy childhood stories. You want to know what you're missing? Well, here's just a snippet. It wasn't like I was a big deal because I never was. I never really was a big deal until I went to Phoenix. And then I became a big deal, and then I was that was taken away from me. You're, now you're in Cody, and now you're a big now, deal here. Now I'm in Cody, and I'm a big deal. Yeah. I'm b- a bigger deal than the guy that I'm working with. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. Well, I'm you're kidding. his boss, so I'm his, that. I'm his boss, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there is that. Want to hear the rest? Go to patreon.com slash Talks. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. And for as little as $5 a month, you get a bonus episode every week. Plus, you can catch up on 70 bonus episodes over the last two years. So what are you waiting for? Go to patreon.com today. Time for the SmackDown. And this time I'm smacking down the state of Colorado. Colorado voters will decide in November whether to decriminalize the possession and use of magic mushrooms and allow the creation of healing centers where people would be allowed to purchase and consume those substances. The Colorado Secretary of State's office said that the supporters of Initiative 58 had turned in enough signatures to qualify for the upcoming statewide ballot. The campaign needed 124,632 signatures from Colorado voters to qualify. Magic mushrooms, which came, which contain the psychoactive compound psilocybin, would be legal on the state level only for people over 21 if the initiative passes. Look, I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of Colorado and their free drugs. Okay, I, mean, I hate to sound like an old man, but you know when they decriminalized marijuana, when they when they recreational marijuana, whatever you want to call it, the the, the we were actually in. Colorado for a little bit of a time and it stunk it stunk like pot wherever we went now we're going to have to deal with people on magic mushrooms on shrooms tripping out all over the place forget it Colorado you should be ashamed and that is the Smackdown you hear the music you know what that means it's time for the last word. A man is in critical condition after he was pinned underneath a forklift weighing thousands of pounds in far western Arizona. He was only found because the suspect who allegedly put him there brought deputies to the scene of the crime. It happened in Mojave Valley. According to the Mojave County Sheriff's Office, deputies met with a man at a business on Highway 95 shortly after 10 p.m. He reportedly looked distressed. Then he told deputies that he had done something wrong and that he was ashamed of it. He explained to deputies that as he lowered a forklift onto a man and that he wasn't sure if he was dead or not. He then agreed to take the deputies to a home on A Street where they found a man pinned under a forklift. Emergency crews pulled the machinery off of him and he was flown to a Las Vegas hospital where as of Friday morning he was listed in critical but stable condition. The suspect, since identified as 36-year-old Erwin Collado of California City, California, told detectives he first attacked the man in a travel trailer inside the home's garage. Then he allegedly dragged the man onto the garage floor and lowered the 32,000-pound forklift on him right on top of him. He reportedly told detectives his plan was to kill the other man. Well, Collado is booked into jail where he's facing one count of felony attempted homicide. They say there's less shame in this world these days. I think shame is a good thing. It saved this man's life. Until next time.
Thank you for listening to Mac Watson Talks. This episode is copyrighted and may not be reproduced in whole or part without express written permission. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon, and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, share us with your friends. We love new listeners.